Catholic Lovebirds. Episode 4 of the Catholic Love Birds Podcast. The only podcast brought to you by me and my wife, Alicia. <laughs> and it's been a while, but we're back. That's all that matters. That's all that matters is Absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? Exactly. So, and uh, in our in our app, you know, this absence, I've taken to do a podcast of my own because I wanted to do one every week. So... Um, you well, can... you had been doing a podcast regularly, and then you stopped to do this one, but I didn't see why you needed to stop. I think it's a great idea to do them both. I thought we would do this one more often. Oh, yeah. But then, as I was telling James on the most recent episode of mine, which is the 16-bit Catholic, I thought, my wife is pregnant. I did not take that into consideration. No, your wife is pregnant, correct. Um, also, your wife is tired when she's pregnant, and your schedule is completely different than my schedule. Yeah, so my time preferences for recording are very different than yours, which makes it difficult to arrange podcasting times. Yeah, and I was doing a wrestling one called um, NXT about the WWE's NXT program that comes on their network, but I had to stop doing that one because uh, my co-host on that, Stu, he can only record at noon. And to me, that was like waking up in the middle of the night to do that. Precisely so. why this Catholic Lovebirds podcast doesn't get done regularly. So I enjoyed that one. You can find um, you can find reruns of that on Floodcast.net if you do so choose. But um, speaking of that, we um, we had a fun little choice we got to make a few weeks ago, and that was the choice to send our daughter to Arkansas for three weeks. Yeah, I love it. I have the best in-laws, um, just in general, they're really awesome, but they take the kids for the summer, or at least part of the summer, we have two nephews and Lucy, and then, um, there's another cousin who actually lives out in Arkansas Mm -hmm. and all the kids just have so much fun out there on the farm. Yeah. Your parents have like acres and cows and chickens and a duck pond Right. Yeah, there's four ponds and there's ducks and, there's and eagles uh, and all sorts of fun stuff. And so Lucy got to go out there for three whole weeks. That was nice. Yeah, and the boys are actually out there from like the first week of June until the last week of July. Yeah, they're a little older than Lucy yeah. though. Lucy's the youngest cousin so far. Which means in five or six years, when if we don't have any other you know children after this new one, Neil. We'll have like a whole summer without children in the house. Oh my <laughs> God, I cannot wait. And I realize we are spoiled because there are so many parents who don't have this opportunity. Yeah, I never went anywhere in the summer. Yeah, I didn't have something like this. I, I guess you guys did this when you were a kid too, right? We you didn't s- spend all summer with my Not all summer, but didn't you go uh, for a week out to your grandparents and stay there and stuff? Yeah, probably about a week or two was probably the most that we ever did. Yeah, I never did. Yeah, I didn't even have that. I would not go anywhere for the summer. I mean, unless I went with my parents. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we, um, we're we so thankful. Yeah, I've got parents who will take the kids for you know five or six weeks. That's mm-hmm. amazing to me. I'm pretty sure Lucy stayed outside all day mm-hmm. as long as possible. Yeah. Um, when we sent her 
She would only drink from a certain sippy cup with a soft lid. And she had to have milk for bed, which is horrible for her teeth. And I knew that all along. Mm -hmm. And we had been trying to potty train for about six months. And all three of those things totally resolved. Because Gammy and her TT have way more patience than we do. <laughs> no, Gammy being her grandma, TT being her aunt, just yes. to clear that up. Uh, yeah, and it's it's easy to be able to run outside when you've got your own yard and there's no neighbors, so there's no cars or yeah. anything. You know, we live in an apartment with, you know, a big parking lot downstairs, so it's exactly. not really, you know, easy to just say, oh, go outside and play all day. But, yeah, she gets to play on a trampoline and, you know. Oh, yeah, she's been obsessed with jumping, right? Yeah. On the bed, on the couch, everything. She just upy down, up and down, up and down. <laughs> it's really adorable, but, um, yeah, she misses it, I think, on the farm. Yeah, I miss the farm too. I, I know you see do. My parents. We'll get out there at Christmas time, which will be nice. Yeah, so you and I, we had fun for our three weeks by ourselves. We had three weeks with no kid. Unfortunately, we still had to work and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, we had a good time. We did a few things on our own. I went to Massachusetts, no Pennsylvania, all yeah. by myself for my brother's wedding, which it would have been nice if you had been there with me, but. I was totally fine going by myself because I got so much stuff done. (laughs) Um, Yeah, my brother Matt got married to Christy. They've been together, I think, five years. I think five years. They have three kids, and I'm so happy they finally got married. It was a really pretty wedding and um, a lovely reception, a little backyard family wedding, and um, I'm really happy for them. I'm glad they got married. Yeah, I'm glad they did, too. And my car broke down while you were gone. Yep. So I was stranded in my home. So you were stuck home alone, and you even had to call off work, which is the reason that you weren't originally going to come to this wedding with me. Yeah. <laughs> because the car wouldn't start, and you couldn't get there. Yeah, it was a $411 starter repair. I know. Like, seriously? Like, we just finally got to, like, all right, we got all our bills paid off. Let's dump a bunch of money into savings. And then a frigging car goes out. Hey, at least we had savings. Yeah, but, you know, our savings are gone, and that kind of bums me out. But It's okay, we'll get there. They'll go back, but it's like, really, what else is going to happen to this stupid car? Everybody so, struggles sometime in their life. <sighs> but it's frustrating. That's, you know what? Car repairs are, like, the best uh, argument for going public transportation full-time. Yes, I like, wish um, more cities had, like, subways. Yeah. I love the subway. Um, I grew up in Massachusetts, and we rode the T all the time. And, you know, they just don't have them everywhere. I know. It's a I fault mean, in our country. What is it? D.C. and Boston have them. New York, obviously. And New York. L.A. has oh, something. Does, really? I think they've just, they just, they probably get, I think they just got really good bus system and stuff. Yeah, I was going to say. LA, we don't have a good bus system. Like, if I wanted to take the bus to work, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. because it doesn't come around here late at night because I work third shift like a goon. But, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's like, man, if I lived in New York City or, like, New Jersey or somewhere like that, like, I wouldn't own a car. Mm-hmm. You couldn't pay me to own a car, you know? And I would still own a car. You would own a car, Yes, really? I love my car. I wouldn't take the car to work. Oh, that'd be great, though, because, like, you don't have to worry about the subway breaking down. You, you don't need worry a- about the bus breaking down. Yeah, and you need a car for the week- weekends and stuff. But definitely, if we lived in one of those major areas that had a subway, I think we would yeah. um, use the car way less. 
we would only need one and we could go to ikea more often yeah i mean i guess i could have like called like a taxi or whatever but nah. the amount of money i would have spent on a taxi would have like you know eaten into like you know the day's paycheck or whatever yeah so be like really was it worth it probably not but and if i lived close to work i could have walked but that, i don't and that was like, the first miles that was the first weekend that Lucy was gone. Yeah. And then, of course, we both worked all week during the week. Yeah. And then the next weekend was nice. We went to Richmond. Yeah. That was fun. I had decided to go to the Birth Without Fear meetup. That's uh, birthwithoutfearblog.com. They're on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you know, we are expecting again. And my first birth experience wasn't what I wanted it to be and so I'm really trying to take ownership over the experience I plan on having this time so what was it about the first experience that was not good for you um I just feel like there wasn't enough knowledge and control on our part um we didn't get to take birthing class I felt like I didn't really do enough to um to cooperate with my body to get the baby out and um just some things i would like to try differently this time i want you to have a very more um what i want to say here yeah i'd like you to have a more active role i feel like there was a lot of people sitting around watching me not do anything Mm -hmm. and i'd rather it be more like a active experience you know you kind of just didn't know what to do which is fine because we didn't get to the class and stuff like that and i think that was very difficult for you as well because you didn't know what to do and you know where i mean in our relationship i'm usually the one who knows what to do in in stressful situations and for me to be the one who was basically incapacitated you know i couldn't be the one in charge of that situation and where you were taking control of the situation but didn't have the information handy, yeah. you know, you didn't really know what to expect or what to do. Um, I felt like there was really nobody in control of the situation. And so ending up with um, a C-section wasn't really what I had planned. Um, looking back on it, you know, I wonder if things would have been different, like if I had gotten an epidural at one point or something. Um, there are just some things that I think would have been likely to have occurred um likely to have resulted in a different outcome yeah and so i'm trying to get as much information as possible before the next time and also try to heal from the experiences of the first time and so this birth without fear um it's a really cool thing that lady who basically runs it her name is january and she's pretty awesome uh, she said, like, five kids and, you know, some C-sections, some regular births, some home births, some hospital. And it's just nice that she's got all those perspectives and she runs a great place for people to share their perspective. And so the meetup was really kind of cool. Oh, nice. Um, I got to meet one of my best friends from the Internet <laughs> that I've known forever. Um, and, I like, you can't believe sometimes that we know these people from the internet and I've never actually met them. Yeah. Um, so Kendra, who is, uh, the nerdy wife, right? Yes. On Twitter. On Twitter. Um, Kendra and I have known each other for three years, 
maybe almost four. Um, Kendra and I got married a month apart and got pregnant a month apart, had our children, our first children a month apart, and have known each other for this whole time. Um, and we've never met. And so it was really awesome getting to meet her at this uh, meetup conference. And that was probably the most exciting part of the whole thing. I mean, it was a wonderful meetup, and I had a great time, and I learned a lot of things. Um, but it was so cool to meet Kentra finally. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. It's just been so long, and, and we are pretty good friends, I would think. I mean, in the world of internet friends, anyway. Yeah. And uh, it was really cool to meet her. So that was that. No, that was fun. And yeah. uh, that was a fun little trip for me because I got to stay up in a hotel room, which means when you're a hotel room or just anytime you're staying away from home, like I have like my entertainment options, but I don't have the obligation to go clean or do housework and stuff. Yeah. So I can sit here and just, oh, I'm going to play Final Fantasy VII on Steam, you know, all night or whatever. And we stayed in a nice hotel, too. Um, we stayed at the one the conference is being held at. It was, um, was it a Radisson? Hilton? Hilton. Built in the garden in spa or something like that. Yeah, it was in Short Pump uh, in Richmond. Yeah. Anyway, it was a really nice hotel. Um, the bed was fabulous. <laughs> the bathroom was lovely. Um, yeah, so it was nice to be in a big comfy bed. And, yeah. you know, you got to stay up and play your video games. And, and I did find out that, like, it's so hard to find out what tech is or is not in a hotel room. And the people at the front desk don't know. I was trying to figure out if they would have a wired or a wireless internet connection to see if I could play, like, any, like, online games You know, bring stuff. an Ethernet cord or something if we needed to. Right. And so I called the guy and the I called the front desk. I was like, do you have wired or wireless internet in your room? And he's like, oh, we only have wireless. We don't have wired. I was like, okay. Um, do your TVs have um, input ports? I thought, well, maybe I could bring my GameCube and just hook it up to the TV. And the guy's like, no, we don't We don't have any imports. They're all blocked off. So I was like, oh, crap, you know, because I couldn't use, you know, according to him, there was no HDMI. There was no uh, red, yellow, white composite or component. I always get those two confused. And I was like, okay, well, I'll bring the laptop and, uh, you know, I'll just play, you know, Final Fantasy that I have downloaded or whatever. And we get to the room. There's a wired, there's an Ethernet port for a wired connection. And the TV has all of its ports. So well, like, how do you like? How are you supposed to find this stuff out in advance when you can't even rely on the, um, you know, on the front desk people to actually know what they're talking about? Yeah, I, I mean, just you know, to be honest, I'm kind of happy you didn't bring the game system, because you also wanted to bring a small TV, and it just feels like that was so much stuff. Like I'm. But, you know, I'm fine with you bringing the laptop and right. stuff, but... But you're not the one who is awake for eight or nine hours with, like, crap nothing to do. I know. So but... that's the main difference. Like, it would not have been, you know, the TV and the GameCube put together, The like, the volume of that is less than what a laptop would be. Like, the no. laptop and the TV are, like, the exact same screen size, and the GameCube is smaller than the keyboard itself. So there's like less of a footprint. If you measure the length, width, and height of the GameCube and the TV put together, it is less than what a laptop Right, would be. but a laptop slips in my bag and can be carried in easily, and otherwise you're carrying a whole separate bag. The GameCube has a handle on it. How handy is that? It's meant to be I just want to point out the fact that when we were checking into the hotel, you said, I'm glad I didn't bring all that other right, stuff. Right, because it was, it was not easy to unhook. But in the future, I will make it easy to unhook, and I will take it with me. Because... 
you know, I don't like to be, I don't like to be stuck places with like nothing to do when it's overnight. That's the, that's the bummer of working the third shift is that, you know, if I was working first shift, let's say, and I was awake during the day, then I would have been sleeping at night when you were sleeping. And then during the day, I could have just, you know, um, you know, run around and, and got to look at all this different stuff. In Richmond. Yeah. Explore. But at nighttime, there's, you know, there's nothing open and you would just end up getting into trouble. I mean, I don't like going to bars or strip clubs and stuff like Ew. that. So, you know, I can't go and do that at night. So it's like, well, what else is there to do, you know, yeah. two or three in the morning? So hopefully in the future, I will have a day job and this will be a non-issue. That would be wonderful that would if be the uh, best thing everybody ever, out there could pray to St. Joseph. Because, um, yeah, it would be really good if you had a day job. It would be nice to be on the same schedule. Yeah. You know, it's been kind of difficult being on opposite schedules. Yeah. Um, It's hard. Like, on you know, on the weekends, like, just even this weekend, you know, we wanted to go do stuff together as a family. And mm-hmm. it's tough when you're trying to sleep and I've got Lucy climbing all over me. I mean, I'm seven, six months pregnant and I don't really want my toddler climbing all over me but i don't have backup during the day when you have to sleep so that's tough but just annoying it was really nice to get away to go to richmond together and have a nice weekend away together because we haven't done that in a while yeah we got to go to the stuff we went to an art museum that was fun that was awesome i'm really happy that you um picked that for me to do because i love art museums Mm -hmm. and um that was awesome yeah (laughs) And we went to a, a restaurant called Strange Matter. I wanted to go because I had a classic arcade. And I was kind of kind of let down just a little bit. Some of them weren't working. The, a lot of the machines, uh, you know, were, were broken and stuff. You know, like the buttons were sticky or unresponsive. You know, like the Neo Geo machine. Uh, the, the monitor, the screen didn't even work. And half the games, you know, wouldn't, you know, take your money and stuff. And it's like, ah, uh, you know, it's... You know, if you've got the money to, you know, invest in those machines, you should also, you know, put away money to keep them in good, you know, good standing or whatever. They had the best French fries in the yeah, entire world. Yeah, you like the French fries. I we'll actually probably had to, go back just for the French fries. I had to whole, order a whole another basket of fries because they were so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you're in Richmond, check out Strange Matter. It's, it's a cute little... vegan place, too. Uh, yeah, vegan-friendly and... Um, you know they had the video games which was cool and you yeah, know they had some get more people to go out there and visit them a little more revenue in and then they can fix up their machines the one that they had that was working 100 percent, which i was so happy was paperboy with the bicycle handlebars on yeah it. that's awesome oh that was the best i love playing it that way paperboy on the nintendo is not as much fun when you just have the little controller but when you have the bicycle handlebars and you're throwing papers and stuff that's that's the best and then playing the simpsons arcade with a complete stranger it's like that's what an yeah, arcade is yeah that was is. cool you jumped in on a game with someone um yeah. that was pretty neat and then the paperboy was cool because uh, my dad used to play that we i don't know they had like a I think it was a Pizza Hut restaurant that had the Paperboy, mm-hmm. and we would go there sometimes and eat. And they would, my mom and my dad would play that game. Like I don't know if they had it on a video game or something at one point when they were, you know, dating or something. But it was so funny. They would like my dad would spend a ton of quarters playing Paperboy. Yeah, at so, least that's what I remember. That's a game now that like kids would have no concept of. Like, are there even Paperboys anymore? Oh, that's a good... Uh, not really. No, not like kids. They have um, 
people do it. They like deliver the newspaper in like yeah. uh, vans and stuff. And my they mom and I did that. That was fun. Swing them off the side of the truck. It was weird. Like they had like this whole route like planned for us and everything. Like we had to follow the route like audio instructions or whatever. <laughs> That's funny. That was like eight years ago when GPS technology in your car is not what it is now. My dad delivered newspapers. Um, Sometime after medical school, but before he started working as a doctor, yeah, he would deliver newspapers, and it was like the you know when you go to buy the the Wall Street Journal or the you know the New York Times or whatever, and it's in that machine mm-hmm. where you put the quarters in and you click the button and you pull the whole door open, yeah, and you grab a paper out. So my dad would fill those. So we would load up our van because there were five kids. We had an eight passenger van. And um, sometimes he would take one of us kids with him, and we would load up this van with all these newspapers, and we would go drop them off in these machines. And it was so cool as a kid. Excuse me. It was so cool as a kid because um, they give you these quarters. They're slugs. They're not really quarters. They're just metal pressed in the size and shape and weight of a quarter. Mm-hmm. So it opens the machine. And he would, like, give us one to do it, you know, when it, we would get to open the machine. And it was, like, so cool because it wasn't really putting money in, but it was opening the machine. Yeah. So, as a kid, it was, like, the coolest thing in the whole world. But, I mean, it's not really that... I mean, I guess it's still kind of cool yeah. have this fake quarter to open this machine, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's not like you could use it on other stuff. It was just for the, for the newspapers. But it was cool. You could open them and fill them up and... It was like an overnight gig or like yeah. really early in the morning. So sometimes uh, we would go and he would take us to Dunkin' Donuts afterwards. <laughs> but that's what happens when you live in Massachusetts, that's right? awesome. <laughs> yeah, we would, uh, Mom and I, we'd do that. I got pretty good at uh, throwing the newspaper like over the side of the vehicle. Like, yeah, so we didn't throw them. My side and throwing it onto my mom's side. But, that's um, cool. But that's how you know also Paperboy, the game, it takes place during the day. So he's delivering like an afternoon newspaper instead of a morning newspaper and I don't even know how many afternoon newspapers there are anymore. Yeah, I remember I delivered newspapers when I was a kid. I um, helped somebody out with their route or something. I didn't have my own route. One of my, I was in Girl Scouts for like I don't know three weeks or something a month. I don't know, <laughs> but um, the girl who was the daughter of my Girl Scout leader, she had a newspaper route. Oh, that's cool. And uh, oh. Sorry Those yawns that. are the contagious. Yeah, they are. And we probably just made everybody who listened to our podcast yawn. We're we're um, influential. Yeah, on the masses. It's like nine thirty, which um, is super lame. Um, but we have a two year old, and I don't sleep a lot. And normally, I this is about the time that I take a nap right before work. Yeah, so, we're um, so lame. So everybody <laughs> out there who thinks we're awesome, we are awesome, but we're also pretty lame. Oh, one last note on Paperboy. I forget who did it, but there's somebody did a video of like what a, like a live action Paperboy would be in real life. What? And it's this guy like in like a truck. It's like you know four in the morning because that's when you deliver papers, and he pulls onto the street, and then you know there's like you know people break dancing in the middle of the street, and construction workers, and at four a.m. Uh, you know kids on their big wheels and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, I'd be interested to see like how would you even do a modern Paperboy nowadays, like. You just have a guy in a van driving around late at night, you know. It'd be kind of fun. But um something fun, um switching gears a little bit, you know, we're talking about pregnancy and stuff. Something fun. You got something in the mail, a new gown. Well, first fun. I won something at that conference oh, you I won. was at. Oh, okay. Um I won the 
birthing gown, I guess you'd call it delivery gown, from uh, this awesome place called Pretty Pushers. And they make these disposable, um, but comfy, and they're fabric, so they're not, like, itchy. Um, And they're, like, gowns that you can wear when you're in labor. So they have, like, a halter tie, and they're really low cut in the back, and they have a big opening where your belly goes so that basically all the things that they attach to you in the hospital can be still attached to you. And, like, it's got the halter top, so if you wanted to breastfeed or do skin-to-skin, you could do that. Uh, You know, you can hold your baby. And um, so I won the Pretty Pusher gown, which is awesome because I really wanted one. I've actually wanted one for a long time. I'm not sure if I wanted one when I had Lucy, if I knew about them then or not. I think I did. But they're really cool. And they're really pretty. And so I won one. Um, And they come in two sizes. They come in everything up to a 16, and then they come in, like, the next size, like, the plus size is 16 to, like, I don't know, 28 or something. So I won, but, of course, it was the 0 to 16 size, and I am not a 0 to 16. I have not been a size 16 since I was 16 years old, (laughs) actually. Um, So I was super excited that I won, but I was also kind of bummed that it wouldn't fit. So I was like, you know, let me just take a shot. And so I emailed them, and I said, hey... I have a regular size gown. I'm a plus size girl. Wondering if I can exchange it or, you know, pay you the difference in shipping, whatever. And they're so awesome. They wrote me back and said, excellent. Tell all your friends that you love us. And, which I was going to do anyway. And they sent me one. A plus size one. Isn't that awesome? Yes. So I have uh, graciously gifted the one I won to somebody else. Who would like it? And um, I just got it the other day, the plus size one, and it's awesome. It's super comfy. Okay, um, it's adjustable. Oh, so, nice. you know, even though, like, I don't know, a lot of times, and I guess guys don't really have this issue, but a lot of times they make these clothes for women, and their one size fits all or one size fits most, right? What that means is it'll fit a lot of people. Great. And then it'll fit a few people really badly. <laughs> so I was a little worried. Um, I didn't even open the 0 to 16 because I knew there wasn't a chance in hell it was going to fit me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just not a size 16. I'll tell you that. I mean, at all. So when I got the plus size one, I was super excited. And I opened it up. And I tried it on. And it fit. And I was like, yes. And you could tell it's got all these like um, ties. And you could tell where to loosen it and where to tighten it and stuff like that. And it was so comfortable. It's like the softest thing ever. And they're supposed to be disposable. So you can wash them if you want to. Or you can just get rid of them and toss them or whatever if they get gross or something. Yeah. Um, it's so comfortable, I kind of just want to sleep in it. <laughs> oh, there you go. So I'm pretty sure after I have this baby, I'm just going to stitch up the hole that's in the middle for the baby monitors. Oh, nice. They, You know, so they can attach the monitor to my belly. Do you remember they did that with Lucy? Yes. Well, it has this big opening so that they can still adjust those monitors. And I'm pretty sure I'll be stitching that up and wearing this thing because it was so comfortable. Um, I mean, I only wore it for a minute, but I was like, I'm totally wearing this in the hospital. Like, I don't even care. You know, I've heard some hospitals have policies against, you know, not wearing your own stuff. But frankly, I'm just going to be like, either I can wear this or I can wear nothing. So take your pick. Take your pick because it's going to happen. Wow. <laughs> 
Because those hospital gowns are so itchy. They're so uncomfortable. You have to wear two, right? You have to wear, wear one facing forward and one facing backwards so that oh. you're not showing off all your goodies. Because if you wear it facing forward, then you've got everything in the front hanging out. If you wear it facing back, you get everything in the back hanging out. So right. they make you put on two. And they're ugly. They're always the worst pattern. Like, who decided what patterns were going to be in hospital gowns? Because I want that job. They're ugly. It's probably something generic that's just not going to offend anybody. Like, it's yeah, basically. It's offensive to anybody. It's like wallpaper. It's like the weirdest patterns. Mm-hmm. And they're not comfortable because they are washed, you know? And they have to wash them good so they get all the germs out or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand the whole hospital gown thing. I understand. But if I can wear something comfortable, I'm going to do it. And there are plenty of people who just walk in there and labor and have a t-shirt on and don't even care. And that's awesome. But I was like, it made me feel pretty. (laughs) Well, speaking of comfort in beds, it is time for us to wrap up this show. Wow, that happened fast. And head there. Yeah, about 28 minutes or so. I told you I could talk about this stuff for half an hour. Yeah, well, we were right at about half an hour. See that? Sometimes... I go on a tangent. Yeah, I'm, and I it need works. To get on eBay before I go to bed and file an unpaid report. Why would you click buy now on something and not pay for? It? Yeah, that's annoying. That's just dumb. Because I was wanting to have that money now. Well, but yeah. Then I have to wait at least another week because you have to open up an unpaid claim case. Well, because by now they clicked on pay it now, buy uh-huh. it now. But by now your regular auction would have closed because yeah. it was only for a few days. Yeah. And they still haven't paid it, so yeah. you could have had a different bidder. Yeah win it and pay it already yeah and they clicked buy now didn't pay for it now which yeah. i didn't even think you could do that i thought you had to go right into paypal when you click pay it now i thought too but apparently you can just do that and so yeah so I'm that's frustrating do that. yeah it's just it's just annoying and then somebody else bought like an old tv that we had and they never it, it said local pickup only and then i click on their profile and it says they're in new york that's like you're going to drive six hours? Like, the amount of money you'd spend in gas, just buy yourself a new TV. Yeah, you know? that was silly. Like, what? what Clearly, the... they weren't looking at that there. No. You know, like, what, they got, like, spam bots on eBay now? Well, I, I mean... looked at the person's, uh, like, uh, their ratings and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, the, they've only got, like, four, like, you know, reviews. They're all positive, but the last time they did it was, like, last year. Oh, so, so like, they're not very active users. Yeah, so, like, they just don't know anything, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm we'll waiting for that to, you know, close up. Get rid of this I know. See, TV. this is why I said we should have just listed on Craigslist in well, the first place. But I guess to each their own. Well, I tried to put the TV on Craigslist. Nobody went, so I put it on eBay instead. And I thought somebody was going to get it, but they didn't. So yeah. Oh well, we'll get it some other time. But <laughs> um, you can email our show dustinfavor at gmail dot com if you so choose. And um, also, if you go to uh, thecatholiclovebirds.blogspot.com, dot com, you can read more of our musings. So. Uh, we will hopefully see in about two weeks. Uh, Give or take. I hope everybody has a good night. Love you guys.